Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. So the title for today is Not a Recession, a Reset. Time to unlock your flow. time to unlock your flow. So we're going to hear a lot of words in the media here being thrown around over the next few months, but um, if you've been around in any time back in 2007, then you already know how we roll at Harvest Church. We're not participating in the recession. And so we're going we're to we're go somewhere with that. I want to bring greetings to Pastor Williams from Fayetteville, the Restoration Place. He's visiting with us today. Let's give him some love, Harvest Church. Thank you, sir, for visiting with us. And so not a recession, a reset. So let me back up a little bit on this whole recession. So, you know, I'm an accountant by, let me back all the way up. I'm an accountant by trade, right? And so finances and entrepreneurship, and that, that's kind of my wheelhouse. And over the, um, you know, you'll, you'll hear over the media over the last few weeks about recession. So technically a recession is anything. We're going we're gonna to be in a class. You didn't know you was coming to accounting class today, but it's going to work for your good. Watch what I tell you. And so a recession is anytime there are two periods, two quarters. So you got four quarters in a year, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Anytime there are two quarters in a year and they're negative gross um, GDP, gross domestic product, that just means the services and the products that are put out are negative, they reduced. Anytime there's two quarters that are negative, then technically it's a recession. So the first quarter of the year was negative, the second quarter of the year was negative, and the third quarter increased. So technically it would be for some people a recession. But here's what's unique. Um, in order for someone to officially declare it's a recession, it's according to the National Bureau of um, Economics Research. Now, here's technically, there have been 34 recessions in the United States since 1857. And those recessions have lasted two months to five years and everything in between. But I started, I wanted to check in with a few folks because anytime you hear something, you got to kind of get with your, um, get with your click, your peeps, your, your associates, those you connect with. And so you can say, you know, what, what is all this that I'm hearing so that you can prepare? Um, yet you start with the uh, low levels of that you know, in the encounter, Dr. Harp always talks to us, we start with, you know, man to man, and we go to God, right? And so that's what I did, um, is I began to just listen, being in the finance arena and guiding business owners, um, you have to have a feel, so we're, you know, the, you can, what's happening in the world is still real, but we're not. Come on, you better understand that today. And so, but you want to be aware, so you know how to pray, but you also, it can give you hints, of how you need to move, how you need to shift, how you need to pivot if you pay attention. And so we want to pay attention in the natural, but we also want to pay attention in the spirit realm. And so in the midst of the fact that um, I was checking in with individuals and then I was reading things, and then it's, it's so funny. Once you start thinking about something, the word just stops popping up to you. It comes to you everywhere around you. People start, I, w I stopped going to people, and they started coming to me with what they thought about the recession. But what was so interesting to me, is that the people who, um, how do I put this, who had more than enough, they weren't like getting to the month and the month would run short. You follow me there? They had more than enough. They never had anything negative to say. They saw opportunity. 
one man who was a, um, a millionaire mo uh, real estate um, developer in Kansas City, does a lot on Troost and, and Pasale and all this kind of thing, and um, had an opportunity to meet him um, on Thursday. And I just said, you know, tell me your thoughts on what you think is going on. He said, oh, people think it's going to be difficulties, but I see opportunities. I said, okay. Then uh, somebody else called me, a former um, CEO of a, a credit union in Kansas City. He said, I'm just calling to check on you um, on Saturday. And so I, he never calls to check. So when I saw I said, oh, this must be opportunity. See, when you're looking for opportunity, you're like, I know I'm studying, but it looks like opportunity's ringing. And so he said, I'm just calling to check on you. I said, okay, why are you checking on me? Tell me what your thoughts are about the recession. He said, oh, it's just time. Because he's a believer. He said, God is going to right side up some things. Right side up some things. <laughs> I said, oh, look, this is CEO. He said, right side up some things. I said, I'll take that. Then one of my mentors, he called me. He had moved, and he moved across um, the world, and he's retired now. And he said, um, he called me. I, I'm telling you, when you're on assignment, things will come to you. When you're on assignment, it'll come to you. It, it won't be hard. It will not be hard. So um, he called me up, just again, checking on me. So he thought God is purposeful. He's intentional. He does all things well. And so I said, tell me your thoughts about what's going on with this, you know, recession. And he says, um, well, it's just time to turn the soil over and be ready to plant for the upcoming season. Time to turn the soil over. So you may be thinking, what does that mean? Help me bring that, bring that to my level. I got you. That could be retiring debt so you can free up cash flow. See, when there's a supply and demand, when there is a shift of something that happens, and all of a sudden there is no longer a demand for things, those who hold cash can make moves. And we've heard our pastor talk about from Impact Sunday. We just finished with Impact Sunday and the first fruit and just such a tremendous blessing to witness the power of that move through what happened. But we know that there is blessings attached to giving first fruit, land holding. So as um, one mentor called, and he said he's, a, he's also a real estate developer, and he said a recession only affects those without a plan. Only affects those without a plan. Say, I got a plan, God. Because, you know, we all, and you may think, well, do I got a plan? I hope I got a plan. No, you got a plan. You got a plan. The word of God is your plan. The word of God tells us what to do, how to move, where to be. We have a plan. We have a plan. We have a God-based plan. That's the best plan we could ever have. And so... I said, wow, that's, that's deep. And then I was talking to another person. He said, um, you got to learn how to pivot. That one of the people who we've had. We've had faith conferences at Harvest Church. And we've had entrepreneur conferences. And many of those are people who have prior spoke, spoken at the conference and things like that. And he said, you got to learn how to pivot. You got to learn how to adapt. You got to keep your eyes open. This is not the time to fall prey to the negative. There's a major opportunity at play. And if you plant a seed, you plant a seed, then guess what? There's a return on your seed at play. There's a time for harvest for you. And it just ain't for you to have things. Oh, that's simple. 
See, God knows he'll take care of all of those things, but it's because it's harvest time. When he said, turn the soil so you can be ready for harvest, there's a natural part to that, and there's a spiritual part to that. Turning the soil, witnessing to people, sharing the gospel, allowing them to know that, see, we have been taught well because we know we have, we know who we serve and whose child we are, but there are some that haven't caught that vision yet. So as I looked and screamed, just didn't take me very long. I just turned Facebook on, the, on just yesterday and I saw, and literally it came to me. Someone said, how's your business? It's in a business group. How have y'all businesses been impacted? I know sales are slowing down. Everything inside of me is like, Jesus, no. What are they talking about? And then the whole post, yeah, slowing down. The restaurant's slow. The sales are slow. And I'm like, see, that's why somebody's got to have knowledge so that you can go somewhere and you can talk to people and you can tell them it don't have to be that way. No, they're not going to lose their house because they serve. You know a God that will cause them to be redeemed. But somebody's got to be the example. Someone's got to be the pace setter, the trendsetter. And no, I'm not talking about trends in the natural. I'm talking about allowing God, people to see the hand of God and how it moves and is on your life. See, it's one thing to tell people, oh, God is good, but you need to borrow money from them. That's mixed signals. That's real mixed signals right there. You telling me your God is good, but you ain't got no money, no gas? What's going on? Maybe I don't need to mess with you, what you're messing with, because if the fruit you got, I don't need that. See, we, some of us, we got to change the reputation that we have. And it don't take, it don't take much. What it takes, my brother in Christ, Minister Donnell Phillips, he shifted that thing with us last week. And then on Wednesday, on Wednesday, he gave us the assignment. He said, just Get still and think about where you're at. Think about the God you serve, his ability, and where you're at, where I'm at. We're not competing against other folks. That's, that's simple stuff. That's elementary stuff. That's sandbox stuff. That's like we're going to fight each other kind of stuff. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Key word is collaboration. That's a key word, Collaboration. So, the only competition, if there's any, because that's, that's fixed too, is really you being who God called you to be. You working in the levels and up to the purpose of what God has set and designed for your life. Your assignment may look, like, may look way different than somebody else's assignment, but it's still your assignment. And in your assignment is provision. Don't look at somebody else's provision. Look at your provision. Because I guarantee your portion, you heard our man of God talk about the portion, the scripture. Your portion is enough for what you designed to do. Your portion is enough. And I got a secret for you. You know, they had back in the day, they had all these secrets and the third secret and ninth secret and all this kind of stuff. Oh, I got something for you today. You got everything that you need right inside of you today and in your hands set to win on the level you're at. Now, I'm a business person. I hold a lot of conferences and strategy sessions and consultations. And so this is, this is counterproductive to what I'm going to say. But I love y'all, so I'm going to give y'all insight. You ain't got to pay for nothing else. 
No more workshops, sessions, three points to this, 20 steps to that. You just got to do what you've been birthed to do. Step in what you've been called to do. Embrace your purpose. Embrace your calling. And forget about man in that, in that arena. Not forgetting about man and the need of man, but the opinions of people. People are going to think what they want to think. Let them think what they think while you catching flights. Let them think what you, they need to think while you're doing business and you're writing checks. Oh, you can think, oh, she all caught up in tithes and first fruit. Oh, you right. You sure right I'm caught all up in it. I believe it. I believe it. It ain't never failed me. I own more stuff than I ever owned. What I gave, what we gave at first fruit, Jesus. I used to not even make that. That wasn't even my salary at one point. So I'm too convinced, you do you, because I'm already convinced and I cannot be changed. Work what works for you, but it better work for you. Because it's a real kingdom. We fighting over sandbox stuff. Did you see what she said? What he said? What they doing? And it's a world dying. It's a world at need. Who put her up? You can be up every day. Just drive down the street and see the homeless people on the side of the freeway, on the side of the road that's shaking with mental illness. You can be up every day. Every day's your Sunday. It's time to get bold in this thing. Do we really believe who God is? I'm not saying who you are. I'm not saying who I am. But in a God that's got a track record to not fail. His track record has no fail. And even when you thought he missed an opportunity, he said, watch this. You didn't even see that coming. He's got a proven track record. And even in what you thought you messed up and you missed it. God said, I'm going to work that for your good and cause your name to be great. You got to know it. You got to know it. But once you know it, it's time to shift. No more delays, no more pity patty thinking about it. And oh, I got some for this age thing because you know I love to eliminate them excuses because we got all kind of dressed up fancy excuses of um, what can be and what can't be and I'm too old. Listen, you here today? God knew. He knew who I was. He knew what I was going to say. He knows my flow. He knows your situation. It's your day. Period. You're not too old. Everyone has an assignment. And let me give you this notice today. Your assignment's greater than what you're currently doing. It stretches further. It reaches deeper. It's called impact. 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 And so one thing in reaching your assignment is the word of God says, 1 Corinthians 15, 33, bad company corrupts good character. You got to watch the company you keep. 
You got to watch your circles. Now, listen, I'm not saying turn off folks and all that kind of, no, no, all that stuff, you know, you see on Facebook, I'm changing my circle, I'm turning you off, and no. You got to be aware, though. Is it good company? Is it bad company? You know the fruit. Because if that be true, then we can flip over here to um, Proverbs 19.8. The one who gets wisdom loves life. The one who cherishes understanding will soon prosper. Does your group serve wisdom? Or does your group serve tea? Now listen, I, I've been known, I ain't gonna lie, I've been nervous to just drink up a little good hot tea every now and then. You know, take a little sip. But that can't be every day you sipping on hot tea. You can't work and sip tea at the same time. Is it wisdom being delivered? Is it wisdom being exchanged? Are you talking about things that can elevate your life? Is someone calling you out in a kind way? No more delay. I don't hear about your broken promises, sister. We've been talking about that too long. You much too talented. Now, I love you and I may, it may hurt your feelings, but I'm not going to let you, we're not going to walk together and we still be in the same place next year. You're going to be mad, but we're going to be pull you along because we got to go. Your group got to serve you like that. One of the most critical and important groups, I'm all over my nose, Jesus, hallelujah, is marriage. Let me have the married couples to stand up to your feet. This is all Jesus. Your covenant relationship. I said nothing can stop you. But baby, it can show delay if you feel right. Make that right. Keep it tight. Don't let nothing get between it. Because that power of agreement, it can make you sore. It can push you to greatness. Or it can hold you back. Be tender. Take time. Oh, geez, I'm all over the notes now. But I'm a flow with it anyway. <laughs> Take your time with your spouse. Time is the most precious thing that we got. I can make more money, but I can't get the last two hours back. I can't get it back. It can, there's no repeats on time. There's no repeats on that. I, my investments can give me a double reward, but a repeat on time, that ain't, that ain't happening. That union, protect it. Speak life to it. Speak life over him. Speak life over her. Be tender. Prefer him. Prefer one another. Listen. Don't listen to retaliate. Listen to be hurt. Listen to have understanding of what they're saying. Listen to see, how can I be better to serve you? In you being better for them, y'all better for each other. You're better for each other. Get up early, wives, and just lay your hands on him. Now, don't start early. I done done that. <laughs> don't start early, but lay your hands on him. 
You're talking about, oh, I don't see him moving. He, I don't like how he moving. I don't like how she moving. They moving slow. They ain't motivated. Put your hands and cause motivation to come to them. Speak to their purpose. Call them to be what you need them to be. But here's the trick. While you're trying to tell yourself what they need to do, it often is what you need to do to adjust first. And for those in recession places in your marriage, see, recession ain't just finances. Recession is crisis. Just know God never fails. Speak to the mountain. No matter what it look like, no matter what it look like, you speak to the situation. Don't speak and feed the frustration. Speak to the promise. Find your word and speak to the promise. God will send somebody across their path. If they need to be corrected nine times out of ten, you're not the one that they're going to take correction from. God will send somebody across their path that will correct them. Be tender. Be kind. Go the extra mile. If they need help, you sit there and God and help them. And help them in love. Because guess what? The person you got, yeah, let me get a little closer here because you may not believe this. The person you got, somebody will take today. They plotting. Don't be fooled. Oh, he may not or she may not have it all together, but somebody will take them. Don't give the enemy room. Don't give the enemy any room. Close the door. Close it immediately. Because you got to have peace in your home. When there's no peace in your home, nothing else will work. I don't care what you're attached to. I don't care what you're trying to accomplish. Your business, your whatever it is, writing, if it ain't right there, that's the most critical. That's your covenant. That's your covenant. Make it right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for you married couples. I said, God, go where you want to go. He said, we're going to do it then. For I know the plans I have for you, said the Lord, Jeremiah 29, 11. They're plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. When things look different in your life, and you like, that don't look good. That don't feel like future. Then you got to say something different. And you got to personalize the word. See, I'll personalize it in a minute. I love confessions. Because you have to begin to speak into your destiny, into your spirit. That's why we can't play with little words. Oh, I'm, um, that's crazy. And that's killing me. And all that. Because those are still words. Words are containers. And they carry themselves somewhere. And so all with me, and listen, listen, I'm all for a good joke too. I'm all for a good laughter. But you got to be guarded on your words. So when, when it's not what you saw or what you'd expect, because I'm aware, I, I'm very cognizant of that. And even asking married couples to stand, I remember there was a time that um, that was very awkward for me. Because I didn't have a spouse and I was in a whole situation. Or I had a spouse, but it was unequally yoked. 
So I'm very aware. That was very awkward. I'd always kind of get uneasy in those moments. But never get uneasy. Just know when you're looking, one, you don't know what you're looking at. That's the first thing you need to know. Because what it looked like, it ain't always is. Now, I know that ain't even all grammar. Monique's checking all kind of boxes on what I just said. But you call what I said. But guess what? You cannot despise what you want to attract. You cannot. You got to learn to celebrate with people. Check, it's a heart matter. Check your heart. And so with confessions, there's, let's just say confession time. I always say this to my felt self. Confession time. If I hear someone going through something, I say confession time. So one of the confession times is God has a good plan that will give me a future and a hope. Say that with me. We're going to say that together. Has a good plan that will give me a future and a hope. Amen. You got to talk to yourself. You got to make the Bible come back to you. Because you're giving the word to, you're giving God's word back to God's, to God. And it can't fail. On the video that played when they were going back and forth in the news media and then we heard the word of God, uh, Dad Leroy Thompson, which is Dr. Halp's uh, pastor and spiritual father, and um, he said, expect an unexpected, expect an expect." Expect an unexpected money to come to me now in Jesus' name. So I'm expecting the expected and the unexpected money to come to me in Jesus' name. I thought that was real rich. That was real rich. Because sometimes we say we're expecting things. But what about those unexpected things? I'm expecting the good. Because we just talked about the good in the future, right? You have to expect it. Because God's promises are yes and amen. And I was, when I was looking at that scripture on 2 Corinthians 1.20, the promises of God are still yes and amen. When you think about that, I was like, you know, that's really good. I want to deep dive into that. And it is Jesus Christ is the yes and the amen of all God's promises. He's the yes and the amen, Man, meaning Jesus is the guarantee and the confirmation of God's promises. He's the guarantee. So in the financial world, when people go to get loans, um, sometimes if they're getting a business loan, they'll say, I want you to be a personal guarantor because they know so that means if you don't do right, the guarantor going to show up because they're going to go after the guarantor. God is your guarantor. He's your personal guarantor. He's your, I got you co-signer. What you put out, which is his word, when you speak the word, you put out his word and he says, I'm backing that up. I'll write the check for that. We have to remember we have a guarantor. Okay, so we're going to run because last week when Minister Donnell was talking, his message was about the starting point on God, um, on starting point on God gets set flow. And he talked about some people were eating chicken nuggets and he had, he didn't have no nuggets. He wasn't going to have chicken nuggets. He was going to serve up high sea orange juice. And so, you know, with all these chicken nuggets and high sea orange juice, we need to do a little run. You know, Dr. Stanley was like, y'all eating chicken nuggets over there while I'm in Topeka? And drinking high sea orange, this don't go at all. So we're going to do a little running. And so when you think about running, I've got some points for you that we're going to do. And so why they bring up the uh, first slide for me um, on there, I think we got that. Yes, on the, it's reset. Um, one of the, the R in a run is reset. A reset helps you to refocus. The pandemic was a reset. 
Everybody was open 24 hours. Thanksgiving, they didn't even shut down. They got so bad where it was like they, it was Black Friday. It rolled, in the, it rolled into the next day. Now, everything shut down about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Now they're not even opening up on Thanksgiving. Sound like a reset, a refocus. And so we're going to run a little bit, and I believe at the end of this run, we're going we gonna to bump into the flow. And so when I talk about this run, um, quick story. So I was at the gym um, with my husband and, and one of my daughters, and, uh, and so my, the do- me and my daughter went to the gym together because we was understanding we're going to ride in the same car because our workout time is different than his workout time. So my, our workout time is like 20, 30 minutes tops. They say you need 30, we're going to get our 30 in. So I'm on a treadmill. She's on a treadmill to the left of me. And so we, we walking on our thing, and I got my phone on, and I'm talking because, you know, I'm a multitask. I'm going to do the, I, you know, I got to make use of my time. I got a lot of stuff to do. So I need to do the treadmill. I need to talk. I need to give the notes. I need to do all that. So I'm walking, and she's walking on hers. And, you know, they used to call her grandma when she was at Harvest Christian School. They'd be like, look at grandma, because she just had, she'd do everything kind of very fashion and very slow. So she's kind of doing her thing. I'm doing my thing with it. Here comes Mr. I'm going to be at the gym for four hours. And so he come in later, and he's on the treadmill to the right-hand side, and he hops on, and he starts running. And so I'm talking to one of my girlfriends, and I see him just running. And I'm like, he's running like somebody. He's chasing somebody. And so I'm like, oh, my goodness. And this is the beginning of his work. This is the beginning of his workout. This is my workout. <laughs> Let me be clear. What I'm doing on this is the workout. This is the beginning of his workout, honey. And so he just running, he's sweating, and he's boxing on the thing, too. He, I'm like, I know you could do all that on a treadmill. I try to stay steady. And then so all of a sudden, I look over here to my left, and now she start running. I said, oh, I said, Nina, I got to call you back, girl, because I got to reset. They running around me. See, that was calling something out in me. You may say it's competition, but it was calling. So I was like, they doing all this run. They trying to show me out in this gym. They running all around me. She running there. Grandma running. He running. Let me get off this, this phone so I can reset. Give me some focus here. So I turned the little knob up, pushed the little, yeah, you got it. I'm like, let's go. We going to start right here. And I'm like, I'm treading along. And then, they, then I see him speed up. I said, did he speed up on me? I knew he speed up. Then she speed up. I said, oh, okay, God, you got to help me, Jesus, because this is not going to be. Now I look across, and I see another lady. I, and, you know, see, you know how the enemy is. He always makes you think everybody watching you. Ain't nobody watching you. And so I'm like, I got to speed up. So now Tiana looks over. She's running real good. And she said, you better watch yourself now. Because <laughs> she know you're not equipped for what we're doing. You come here on not a regular basis, on occasion. Your membership swipe on the seventh day. We swipe each day. You want a different setup. So I slowed down, had water going everywhere. I'm trying to get the bottle. The water's spilling all over me. Now he done gone on to the boxing station. Sometimes people will provoke you to your greatness. You'll look over, it ain't jealousy. You just like, wait a minute, they ain't gonna be all rolling around me running. So let me make it plain. They're not going to be all walking in purpose, believing who God said they are. I can do that too. Now, it's processes. It's steps. You need to understand that. It's steps to that. You can't just go in there and turn that bike up to where that boy had that bike up to. Now, you can't do that. You, they have to call the ambulance or something for you. You got to understand your pace. You got to pace yourself, get a system. And sometimes you may have to get a coach. 
So you know what I did, right? The next week I was at, somebody asked me to speak at a women's conference. And so I spoke at the women's conference. It was about health and it was at wealth. We're going to get back to the reset, Jesus. And so the person going before me, she's about, she's about health. Now, she's 70 years old and just bad to the bone. I'm like, that's going to be my coach right there. I believe that's going to be my coach right there. So I figured out how to get online. Then I figured she lived across town. I'm like, now, here we go. Excuses. That's too far. You know, I'm up north. I'm further up north now than I was. I'm up by Liberty Hospital. Now, she in Raytown. And I heard God saying, I thought you wanted the end result. Are you willing to reset for the end result? Are you willing to reset? Because it'll take some uncomfortableness. You may have to travel for it a little bit. You may have to lean in for a little bit. But it's going to cause you to get where you're going, but you're going to have to reset. My dad used to say nothing happens overnight. But it'll happen based upon what you do every day. So in the reset... There's a spiritual reset. God will reset. A God reset will allow you to put your focus back on God's power. And I began to do that while I was in that gym that day. You know, after I left, you know, I sat with me. You drive off different once you watch that. And I'm like, you know, I got to get, I got to get to some physicians here. And God just showed me small things that you allow to happen. This overeating is sin, right? We can agree on that? Okay. See, I'm going to talk about me. I ain't going to talk about y'all. Those small things. You can look up and be so much backed up. You're like, how I get all the way back there? Because you didn't recognize what's happening. It's subtle. It's subtle. It's subtle. Why well, ain't walking like I used to walk? I was walking three times a day. Now what happened? It's subtle. Changes. So in your reset time, we got to put our confidence in the Lord. Because sometimes there are other things at play. Sometimes it's spirits trying to keep you bound. Sometimes there's addictions that are trying to keep you at bay. And you can call on God and say, God, for me it was, God, help me to control my eating. Now, see, my husband could say it, but that, that, mm-mm. See, some things, I mean, I just told you about the power of agreement. We would be falling, he'd be like, don't eat after 5. I'm like, 5 o'clock, it's a whole nother day after 5 p.m. 5 p.m., what I'm going to do the rest of the night? If I eat my last meal at five, what happened at eight and ten? So now I got to drive home slow after five because, you know, I got to get this food because I can't eat after five. So I got to eat before I get there. And then he get in the car and he like, why I smell like chicken in here? (laughs) Help today, God. So I had to say, God, help me. To adjust my appetite. Help me. My flesh cannot control me. Well, it's in that thing, but what about the other things? Overspending. See, everybody's got something. But I was willing to share my something with you. Because sometimes you got to share to get free. To make the adjustment. What about the other things? What about the, oh, I I know I want to save because I heard her say that there's going to be an opportunity for purchases of things at a discount. That means I can purchase it for less than what it's on the market for, but I got to have cash to do that. That requires you to say no to some things today. Oh, it look good. They always got a sale. It's always a sale. And it's always 50, 67% off. It's going to always be there. 
But what about the purpose? What about the assignments you set out? What about the home purchase, the houses, the investments, the education? Reset. Coming back, and you got to be, you know, you can get humble. I believe that you need to, you know, get humble before God because God knows where you're already at. He's not surprised by anything. But coming to him humbly and asking for him to help you to prioritize your life so that you can reach the destiny that you have to reach and accomplish what he's called you to accomplish. And you do have to move in reset. Don't get in reset and you already identified that you got to reset something. Don't allow your past actions or lack thereof actions to stop you. Because that would be like me saying, well, you know, I ate that cupcake last night, so we already messed up. No, it's a fresh day. Throw the rest of the other eight cupcakes away. Because it don't never come with one. You know one cupcake don't come together. It's always more. It's always more. Same thing. How the enemy work. Marriage. Arguments. Lust of the eye. Reset. Ask God to help you with whatever your struggle is. Because those are the things that are keeping us from the promises of God. Jeremiah uh, 17, 7, 8. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the world waters. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by the long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Let me unpack that a tad bit. So trust in the Lord, number one. And when you trust in the Lord, make your hope and your confidence in him. That means that you got to be able to be, one, transparent with God where you're at in situations. And two, find his word on a matter. And once you find his word, then you're like a tree planted by the riverbank with roots that reach deep. See, to have roots that reach deep, that means you got to have word that's in you that goes deep. See, like, you know what's in you if you hit your toe on that, like, side of the bed. And what you say next, that's what's in you. That's what's all in you. Mm-hmm, it was in you. That wasn't a, oops, excuse me, Jesus. Mm-mm. That was in you. What comes out? What comes out at time of crisis? Do you recant and buy into the world system and what the world says? And you're like, "Mm, I got to watch my pennies, honey. Uh Uh-uh, I ain't never said nothing about no pennies because I don't operate with pennies, honey. I don't operate with coins. People talking about run me my coins, run me my bills. Because, see, I don't even work with change. I don't even work with change. No, uh uh-uh. You got to watch the words you say. So your word, they run deep like the waters. And so such trees are not bothered by the heat. So when the word is in you deep, then you're not worried by the heat. The heat is crisis. What's happened? Somebody else got fired. The company's closing. You're like, oh, that looked like heat. I'm not worried about the heat because the word runs deep in me. That means it's just a setup for an opportunity. If they close, guess what? I must be ready to open something if they close. That's all that means. If they say, it's my time to go, okay, no problem. I, I appreciate y'all. It's been a blessing working with y'all. And you know when I leave here, you know, you know when I was here, I was a difference maker. But I bless y'all anyway because it must be my time and my assignment for me to do something else. See, you got to flip that stuff. 
because the heat don't bother you. Because your leaves, say my leaves, stay green. Come on, your leaves stay green. And they never stop producing fruit. Come on, that's good. So then we, okay, we did the reset in our run. We got to unlock some things. So to unlock, unlock means to obtain access to something. You may ask access to what? Accesses, access to the promises of God. When God's promises are fulfilled in our lives, it brings glory back to God. That's powerful. I got to say that again. When God's promises are fulfilled in our lives, it brings glory back to God. He gets the glory by the promises being fulfilled in your life. He gets the glory. That's good. Believing and obeying God are keys to unlocking his promises. And remember, God rewards faith, not unbelief. You can't go into something thinking you're already not going to win. Well, I don't think they're going to buy from me. You know, I don't know if they'll shout with me. I don't know if it's a demand. Then it probably ain't a demand. They probably not going to shout with you. The way you're talking, it probably won't work. You got to speak differently. Oh, it will work. They'll come to me. When they wake, in fact, when they wake up, I'm going to pop in their mind. Unbelief, it won't work. Hebrews 3.12. Thank you, Brenda. Be careful then. Dear brothers and sisters, make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving. Turning, your, turning you away from the living God. That's really good right there. Now, listen, that's really good. Now, I'd like to believe the people here that our part, ours not the A part. I always wanted to say that, y'all. Ours not the A part of that. Not the our hearts are evil. I don't believe that's, 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 the, that's the A part of us. But if there's some evil. And husband and wife, your other side know if it's some evil. They, they know. Guess who else know? Your children know if it's some evil, too. So you just ask God, if there's any evil in me, help to reveal it. Because we already said right here, be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. What can turn you away from the living God is being evil and being unbelieving and unbelieving and not believing. We've got to believe. And when we have hardened hearts, we cannot understand God's way. Hardened hearts. We got to ask God to soften my heart for what softens your heart, what moves your heart, God. The things that causes your heart to be God, allow it to cause me to be. Don't allow me to become so comfortable driving by homeless people that are shaking and trembling. I keep going back to that because I was driving down um, uh, the other day down uh, towards Westport. And I saw this man. I'm just looking at him. And everybody's just on their phone. They're doing all the thing. This man's rocking back and forth, and he's eating. And it was just like, God said, pray for him. Now, listen, I ain't get out of my car. <laughs> I prayed for him. God will give you what's in your reach. So I began to pray for him. How are we so comfortable driving by somebody that's struggling? That's somebody's son. That could be somebody's husband. No, no, time out for that. That's, that's a hard heart that can walk by somebody 
and not be moved by that. That's a hard heart. No, what, what we can't, our hearts can't be that way. It can't be so hard. And I know there are, you know, mostly two types of people. You got people who are grace people and people who are law people. And sometimes law people have a lot of, you know, a lot of rules to them sometimes. And, you know, how you got there as a result of da-da-da. You got to have grace. And you need both because too much grace, then you don't know that you override law. So you got to have both of them. But somewhere, it's got to move your heart for what, when you see people hurting. You see people going back to school and you see that child, they ain't got no backpack. And their hair looking some kind of way. You know that ain't intentional. Somebody don't have the ability or didn't plan properly or have the necessities of mindset to make provision for that child. Don't talk about them. How can I help you? What do you need? What adjustments can I make? No, we can't have a hardened heart. Because we do not want to be blinded to what God is saying and doing. So I ask, just find yourself time to say, God, in the morning, God, show me through this day where my assignment is. Because we have an assignment in every day. When that alarm clock wakes up and we wake up with it, and some of us wake up without it, we so cold. We don't even need an alarm clock. We just wake right on up. That's powerful. In the midst of that, make sure you understand what your assignment is for the day. And so a confession time, as I will say. Here's a confession. I'll say it and you can say it too. God, soften my heart, open my spiritual eyes, and give me ears to hear revelation knowledge. Let's say that together. God, soften my heart, open my spiritual eyes, and give me ears to hear revelation knowledge. See, that's revelation knowledge is something more than information. Somebody can be saying something, and two people can be listening, and one person hears something completely different. And the other person's like, I didn't hear that at all. I mean, was we in the same place? I mean, I don't, I don't remember that at all. Because you were listening different. Your experiences were different. My sister and I were raised in the same house, and we have total different childhoods. I'd be like, who was your parents? What? When did that happen? She'd be like, are you oblivious to what happened? I'm like, I just don't remember that. I, that's not my recollection of that situation. Total, same house, same bed, <laughs> different experiences that we recall. Because we had two different experiences, made us two different people. But just make sure that you're hearing Revelation Knowledge Pastor, and it was so funny when um, it came about the chicken nuggets. And so, because I thought, I didn't think them were chicken nuggets we were talking about when we said nuggets. I thought Pastor was sowing us golden nuggets. See, a gold nugget is more valuable than a bar of gold. See, a gold, this real thing is called a gold nugget. So all along, I thought we were talking about gold nuggets. So then I heard somebody talking about chicken nuggets. I said, I ain't coming to hear no chicken nuggets for 30 years. I've been hearing golden nuggets. Them golden nuggets is rich. They deep. They're valuable. And they have enriched us. They had enriched us all. Those nuggets have helped you to get, oh, Jesus. Jesus. Those nuggets have taught you to be and walk in purpose. Those gold nuggets have taught you how to be a wife or a husband. They've taught you how to raise your children. They've taught you how to fight back in it with confidence of who you are in God. 
That's golden. That's more valuable than a bar of gold. But you got to be able to hear it that way. You got to be able to hear revelation that way. You got to, anytime I go somewhere, I don't care who's speaking, what's happening. Now, me and my husband disagree on this. We had a little, little tussle, as my young, one of my daughters say, y'all like to tussle. We had a little tussle, just a little word tussle. It just lasts about five, ten minutes. And I said, you know, wherever I go, I don't care who's speaking. I'm going to get something out of it. He's like, oh, it ain't me. Mm-mm. Depending on who's speaking, I may not get nothing out of it. Because I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, see, no, for me, I see law and grace, law and grace. I said, no, I don't care if it's such and such person. I ain't going to say who the person was. He's like, oh, no, I definitely don't know. Now, I ain't nobody at this church. I definitely know. I'm like, no, I would, I would get something. Because why I would get something is I'm going to say, God, show me what I'm supposed to hear. Show me what I'm supposed to get from that. But he don't play with the things that if somebody has something against the things of God, he don't play with none of that at all. And for, remember, I'm grace. He law. We need both of these. He's like, no, uh-uh, ain't no way. Ain't no way. So you need both to win. You need both to win. You know, seven minutes later, he was kissing me on the forehead, preached the word, girl, because it was about this. <laughs> it was all about this from that thing. But I just say that to say, wherever you go, put a demand. All you grace people, put a demand that when you show up, it's something in it for you because you can have what you say. Pastor said it all starts with the mindset. It all starts with how you think, how you, pro- how you process I'd never waste no time because when I show up, it's got to be something that required my time and it's got to produce a harvest. It's got to produce a harvest. I'm looking for the harvest. Who did I need to meet? Why was I here? Tell me why I need to experience this. What was in this for me? Let's keep running. Now, we didn't already hit our reset. We didn't unlock. We didn't get the unlock. Y'all got me with the unlock. We had to unlock to obtain unlocking the promises of God, unlocking our mindset, unlocking the things that have hindered us, unlocking your, your, uh, unlimited, your lim- unlimited belief pattern. Unlock all that. Open up the door to a mindset of endless possibilities. That God, there's so much time. Not I'm out of time. I got so much time that I can do what everything that you predestined for me to do in my life. That's unlocking. That's unlocking. And let's hit. Now, I don't have a limitless amount of time today, so I got to get to this word, nurture. So nurture. Nurture the gifts. That sounds like stewardship. And so I hit a little bit of that early on. God took me there on the marriage, on children, on family, relationships, self. And so one thing I want you to say, say these words with me. Listen, prefer, cover, protect. We're going to say it again. Y'all got it? Listen, prefer, cover, protect. In your marriage, you want to? With your children, you want to? You got it. That's what it comes down to. Now, you know, I stopped before I got to family, right? Because sometimes um, we just need to be kind and patient and think on those good things. Holidays are coming up, and there can be lots of different dynamics in families. But be kind. It's never a situation that don't warrants for you to be kind and be patient and think on the good. Don't think on the bad. No, they weren't talking about you before you walked in the door. No, they was not. Think on the good. Maybe they said your dress looked good. Think on the good. Don't think on the negative. In relationships and friendships. 
And even with yourself, sometimes people are much harder on themselves than anybody else ever could be to you. The head junk, whew, be kind to yourself. Listen, prefer, cover and protect yourself. And as an employee, you know, I always hit this because I'm a little sensitive because I'm an employer. But as an employee, but I was an employee too. Stop stealing from your employer. See, in nurturing, you gotta, if you want to lead something, you got to take care of the things that you follow in. That's stewardship. Don't steal from the employer. No, I'm not just talking about money because most of us ain't that, we ain't that kind of level. But time is money. You know, I, I always come here already. Listen. Facebooking and all that. That's still a, did, did you get hired to Facebook? Are you part of the social media team for the company? Then you have no business on the book during the time. That's them people time. Lean in with your gift and do what you called to do to be there. But also as an employer, I'm going to sweep the house on this one. Stop abusing employees. Now that's a thing too. A worker is worthy of his or her wages. Be kind to the people who work for you, that show up for you. It can't be all about you. Take time to understand how can, how is this company able to help you? How can I better support you? What is it that you need from me so you can better perform your job? It's, it goes both ways. There's too much hurting going on. And somebody doing the hurting. But we got to be kind. But in the, the ultimate stewardship is the gift of God. Our salvation is a gift from God. That's a fundamental. We've been hearing that pattern. Fundamental. Um, um, Evangelist Clinkscale, he talked about getting back to the fundamentals. And we heard Minister Donnell talk about fundamentals. And so those fundamentals are those key things in your life, those key things in your life that you can't afford to compromise. You cannot compromise on them, Period. Because they align with the word of God. Those are the fundamentals. But be flexible. Be fixed on. I got a friend that always, a brother friend that always says, be fixed on your what you have to do, but be flexible on how you got to do it. Be fixed on the what, but flexible on the how. Be flexible with your methods, but be fixed on the how. Ephesians 5.1 um, says, imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Imagine if we really imitated God. <laughs> imitate God? Would you walk into a room like you begging to be there? Or would you walk in the room like you own the table? I love to see Bishop in, in meetings, because in meetings outside Harvard Church, because it is just like... Um, he don't change. He really don't. He really don't change. We went to a business meeting and he walked the same way he walked here. I mean, you know, in my mind, I was like, these some powerful people here. We're about to make some powerful decisions. He was the same person. He walked in like, no, you need to know me. I don't need to know you. I was like, yeah, we need to know y'all need to know him. I'm with him. I'm on the him side. You imitate God. See, he knows the God that's in him and the God that sent him, and he won't back down. He knows what he's called to do, so therefore he can very easily operate in that. I've, been, I've had the privilege to be with Dr. Hout when she walks into different places and doing things. It may not even necessarily be ministry, but when it's always ministry for her. And even when it's not ministry, it's been, she's like, I need to know what my assignment is today. 
I'm like, well, we're here just for outreach of a social. She, no, she's on assignment because she understands her assignment. Imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, we have to imitate God. And when we, when we learn that in our run, reset, unlock, nurture, then we can step into your flow. You got to step into your flow. And pastor told us some years ago, let it flow. You remember when we were saying that? Let it flow. You got to say that again. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let what flow? The promise of God in your life. The promises of God in your children's life. Some things you're doing today will impact your children's children's children. See, generations are counting on you to operate in your destiny and your purpose. You think you're doing what you're doing for you or just your two? No, you're doing what you're doing for generations to come. The mark that you are capable of leaving can make a ripple effect in your family. A ripple effect. Beyond when you're long gone, the effect can still be present. It can still be present. And so stepping into the flow, fulfillment of your God-given purpose of life. Don't you want to fulfill the God purpose, your God-given purpose on your life? I know I want to fulfill it. I want to go out empty. Not, ooh, wish I'd have did that. Mm, waste of time on that. I should have been focusing on this. Oh, that wasn't even, that was a fox right there. That was a bunny trail. I wasn't even supposed to be down there doing that. No, purpose. No detours. Intentional. On purpose. Living an abundant life. And abundance isn't just money. Uh-uh. Abundance is peace. It's peace. It's able to lay down and sleep when you go to sleep. You know, some people cannot sleep. They lay down, but they don't sleep. That's not abundance. That's not abundance. To be able to rest and be at ease. To know that when you rest, when you, when you go to sleep, you're resting. That's abundance. That you have peace, that you can speak to situations that are chaos, but you can still walk away from it because you know that God has it covered. When I would talk to my husband about things, and um, I said, what do you think about that? He said, I just know God got it covered. That's what I know. And I mean, because he, he law, remember, he law. See, law knows the word. He like, I know God got it covered. So the rest of that, we just figured it out because God's got it covered. God's already worked that out. He already paid the price for that. It's covered. Abundant life. It's got to mean something more than just this hustle, bustle, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I did that yesterday. I woke up and did that. When are you going to experience life? We live in a big world, a big world. When will you see some of it? When will you enjoy some of it? When will you enjoy the fruits of your labor? It can't just be always in this time, clocking out this time. It's got to be more than that to it. There are beautiful places on this world, in this earth, for you to experience and see and do. There are people to meet that are so unique. That's another thing I love about my husband. He meets the most unique people, has the most unique relationships and, and, and uh, palate for food because he's had those relationships. So you can't just meet somebody that is Indian, and then you're like, no, nah, I don't want that food. 
So he can, he's like, no, I'll have some. I'm like, I would have some um, different dish. But he will have that dish. So it's just exposure. But it's abundant living. Be open. Uh, Dr. Howe would always say to the ladies about um, experience, exposure, and knowledge. Experience some things. I'll tell you, some of your things are in the experience. When you step out and get uncomfortable and you can have relationships with people that don't look like you, don't think like you, don't even act like you, that's an experience. So you can see, hmm, that's different. Okay, maybe I may try that. Exposure. Expose yourself to things that are beyond your little circle and box. Step out of it. Go somewhere where you feel like, whoo, I am completely out of my area. Perfect. You where you're supposed to be. You're right where you're supposed to be. Take time to develop relationships with people outside of your crew, your squad, your clique. No, that's great. But what about relationships that are a little foreign to you? Somebody who's caught your eye and you're like, I just want to get to know you a little better. Maybe it's something you're supposed to do. Or maybe they got a word for you or a missing piece of your puzzle is in them. Be willing to be exposed and open your heart. Open your heart to the things that God has for you. I cannot say it enough. Open your heart in, the, in, in flow. You got to be open. You can't be stuck in your old ways, stuck in your concepts. Now, I said be, that we're not moving off of foundational things, not off fundamental things, not off of fundamentals. No, we're not compromising sin. No, uh-uh, that's not, mm-mm. But if it, if it don't just all the way sound like your world, be open. Because when you're open, you want to keep the faith. And keeping the faith, it'll cause you to win. Keeping the faith will cause you to see what God showed you. Keeping the faith will cause you to be and have provision beyond yourself. See, it's one thing for you to be able to pay your bills. That's comfortable. But what if you stretched yourself and said, let me get in position where I have another account that when I hear a need and God knows where I'm at, I can meet that need. And I can say, God told me to pay for it for you. That's different thinking. That's different thinking. But it requires you to keep the faith. It requires you to trust in God. It requires you to not fall prey to what the media is going to be saying, but to understand when you hear recession, you can almost say, reset. That's all that's coming to you, reset. That just means, oh, it's something I'm supposed to do. There's an opportunity. There's a positioning for me. And let me hear so I don't miss the opportunity. I don't want to miss the opportunity of what God has for me and who God has called you to assist, who God's called us to assist. This church is called Harvest Church. Think about the name. Harvest. It's a harvest. So Evangelist Cleanscale gave us a charge when he was here. He said, now listen, if you was here and I was here, then we both heard the same information. Depending upon how we heard it, it could have landed different. But what I heard was start with your family. 
start with your family and be open. To start with your family, you can't just be ignoring folk, talking about them, thinking you better than them because they may be not have it all together as you have it together. You got to be tender, take time, but be intentional. Have patience. And even when they try your patience, have patience. Because he said by Christmas or by New Year, you could be the person. Now, this is what I heard. Now, you know, I, I don't know. We just probably the same place. I don't know. By Christmas, you could be the reason if you, if God, and listen, it, God could show you how to do it multiple, t- multiple ways. It could be you going to that person, calling the person. For some, it may not be you doing any of that, but just flat out praying for them. God will send somebody else across their path to do this necessary, but you opening up the teals to pray so that they can hear. So it's, it's lots of people. And one thing I remember when he was talking, he said, how many of us in our families, everyone saved and not one hand was up? Oh, it's a harvest. It's a harvest. It's not a, it's not a small harvest. And don't think of it as a gimmick or a game because people, they're much too smarter for that. Mm-mm, they're not trying to be your count number for your record, for your parade. Uh-uh. No. It's got to be intentional, authentic, genuine. Do you really care? Do you really want to help? Do you want to really be purpose-driven? God's extended hands. And when you understand that, because I know my assignment of how God uses me when it comes to finances, when you do what God needs you to do, God will make sure all the rest is covered in your life. He'll make sure it's all covered because you're an ambassador. So those things that concern you, concern him. So your cash flow, you was waiting on me to hit that word because you know I was going to come with that. I talked about all the flows, but I ain't hit cash flow. Your cash flow will be unlocked because God understands you're not caught up on money. Money is a resource, not your source. You can easily let it go, sow it, move it, shift it, whatever needs to happen. But it's necessary because it costs the kingdom. The lights on here. Now, see, now, listen, Pastor, he's bad to the cold. But listen, when we call Evergy, we can't say, Pastor said, keep the lights on. Mm -mm. They for real want to check. Like they want you get on there, log on, hit submit. And the funds got to be there. It's a cost for ministry. And someone is paying the cost. But I believe that God is raising up men and women that are equipped for this end time harvest. They're going to help to finance the end time harvest because the need is great. The need is great. There's some natural needs that people have of of you know, kindness and just taking care. But there's some undercover needs. Pastor always says, if you can take care in ministry of a few things, you get about 80% of the house, meaning health, wealth, and marriage. You hit those three things, other stuff is kind of smaller. Because most people, it goes down to some of them things. So in the world, remember what I said? You can't go out, we can't go out. God is good, but oh, can I borrow $20 from you? No. You've got to unlock your cash flow, your endless supply of increase that comes to you. But when you will only do that, I can, you will only do that when you understand your money has a mission. Your money has a purpose. Your money ain't just for you. 
In fact, it's not your money. You are only a manager of the money. You just have the benefit of being a steward over it. Now, are you a good steward? Only you know that. Can we do better with it? Only you know that. Will you do better with it? Only you know that. But what I do know, a shift is about to happen. And people will be caught up listening to all this media. But will you hear differently that you can instantly take advantage of opportunities, that you can take care of expansion, enlarge your territory, help somebody else, be a witness for what God has. Stand to your feet, if you will, for, with me. I'm almost done. We're about to be out of here, y'all. I ain't seen no time clock or nothing. Maybe it's all been over. I don't know. Well, we're going to do this. Say with me, God, I want what you want for my life. Let that set with you. Let's say that again. God, I want what you want for my life. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.